When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Oil Spills Podcast. I'm host Craig Ellingson. I'm with hockey beat writer Derek Van Deest of the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun. We're talking about a goalie who has scored a goal in the NHL before. It was, it'll be six seasons ago when Mike Smith scored, uh, he was with the, were they the Phoenix Coyotes back then or Arizona? I can't remember. But he scored, you know, at the very end of a game against the Detroit Red Wings. There aren't very many goalies who've done that. In the NHL, never mind all of hockey. Mm-hmm. But now the Edmonton Oilers have this fantastically gifted when it comes to handling the puck. I mean, I wonder how Mike Smith would do in a skills competition with Leon Dreisaitl when it comes to passing. <laughs> but, this, yeah. but this is like a, a new wrinkle for the Edmonton Oilers, a puck handling goalie. Like when was the last time, I can't think of a, a puck handling maestro that the Oilers have had all, along the lines of Mike Smith. No, and I, I, I you know, Cujo maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Cujo could play the puck very well. He had to, he'd always have to flip his stick to to move it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a long time. I, I you're right. It's it'd be interesting to recall. I can't remember if Bill Ranford was a guy that could play the puck yeah, very well. I'm, I'm I don't not know sure. if I can't remember. Rollison didn't seem to me like he no. was any different than your average goalie. No, so puck I think wise. I think Brad Fear moved the puck pretty well at times, but. Um, it, it's 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 a different dimension that you that you give to the Oilers when you have a guy that can get to the puck behind the net and make that first pass for you, as as opposed to stopping it and, and letting a defenseman get to the puck and, and making that pass for you. Mind you, he's been burnt a lot. I know there was a lot, quite a few occasions last year where he overplayed the puck and he got caught with it behind the net and trying to make the play and and there were some issues where you know fans were really upset with Mike Smith. Uh, trying to get to play the puck, but it's going to be an interesting situation with with Mike Smith here. And, and here's a guy that actually played pretty well down the stretch for the Calgary Flames. He had lost his job early on, played pretty well down the stretch. I thought he played pretty well in the playoffs. He he well he wasn't the reason the Calgary Flames were were eliminated in the first round. So I think he still has some game in him. Um, he is 37 years old, so there's that to take into consideration, but it'll be interesting because he's worked with Dave Tippett before. Dave Tippett knows him really well. And Mike Smith had his best days as an NHL goaltender under Dave Tippett. So there's, there's that relationship there, but I think it'll really help out the owners to have a guy that that's able to play the puck the way he is and the way he can. I just, as long as he doesn't throw the puck away as often as he did maybe last year in Calgary, I think he's got to maybe temper that down a little bit, but it's it's going to be interesting if Mike Smith comes in here and he showed he could still play. I think it's not one of those things where he was washed up and, and they're hoping that he can regain something. He showed that he could play. He struggled early on in the season. But I think this guy, if Biko Koskinen does falter, I think he might be able to take up some of the slack. And that's what they got him for. They got He didn't come in here to be the backup. He came in here to be... 
you know, in the one, one a situation, whether he ends up being the one or more the one a we'll see. But I mean, you know, Mikko Koskinen was, you know, given the load in net after uh, the Oilers traded away Cam Talbot at the trade deadline. But even before then, Koskinen was playing the majority of the games. And then of course they leaned on him down the stretch. And of course it's more than just the goalie, but there is a team that plays in front of you. Koskinen did struggle um, in the latter half of the season. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why the Oilers went out and targeted a veteran goalie. You know, Mike Smith or maybe Brian Elliott was out there, mm-hmm. Peter Morazic. Those are the guys being talked about. They were never going to go out and get Bobrovsky or Robin Leonard. But Mike Smith, uh, he did have a good finish to the year. He did play well in the playoffs. He wasn't the reason the Flames lost to the Colorado Avalanche. That was more a disappearing act from, I would say, their offensive stars. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to like about Mike Smith. Like you said, I mean, he was, when he was with the Coyotes, he was one of the best goalies in the league. If he, was, if he wasn't top five, he was top 10 yeah. under Dave Tippett. Um, and he's a very competitive player. I, I, you know, just even the last couple of years when he's been with the Flames, but even back when he was with the Coyotes watching the Oilers, that guy is, is into it. He's, you know, maybe that speaks to his, I see it's in his puck handling as well, but you know, he's, he's in the game. He's, he's, he's right in there. He's a competitor. Yeah. He's a fiery guy and he's a competitive guy. And, and, and yeah, you saw that last year and, and, <laughs> and there were some instances with the Oilers and it kind of really um, fueled that battle, that battle of Alberta. Um, but it's going to depend if he can stop the puck. And, and you're looking at Mike Smith's career numbers have always been pretty good. Like he's never, even last year, he had he had decent numbers in Calgary, even time he struggled. His save percentage was down a little bit. His save percentage was under nine for the, I think, first or second time in his career. Um, his goals against average wasn't too bad. But mind you, 272 nowadays is is pretty big. I remember back in the days, anything under three was good. But now, 272, you're looking at, that looks a little bit inflated. Um, but I think this is a guy that, if you don't count on him to play 60 games, if you're only looking at him for 30, maybe 35 games, somewhere in that line, I think he can give you a good 30 games. And I think he can he can be solid for you. And if, and if that's the split, I don't think it's going to be 50-50. I know Dave Tippett said he wants it to be 50-50. I don't think it will be. Koskinen is a much younger guy. I think Koskinen, there's not as, as many miles on his body. I think the thing with Miko Koskinen is he struggled down a stretch last year because I think the workload was something he was unaccustomed to. But I also think that he was an unknown goaltender. And when you come into the league as an unknown goaltender, people don't know your weaknesses yet. It's kind of like a rookie pitcher. People don't know your stuff. And then when you go through the order the second time, people are starting to pick out your weaknesses. And, and it's tough being a goaltender nowadays because they will pick at your weaknesses. They will find your weaknesses. They study goaltenders now. The job of a goaltending coach is not necessarily to just work with your goalies. It's to find weaknesses in the other goalies and they pour over tape. And and I think last year we saw there was a weakness in Miko Koskinen's glove hand. So everything was going up over shoulder, glove side. So if he's able to kind of work on that and, and, and kind of stop that from being a weakness, I think Miko Koss can come in and have a good year. And then you've got Mike Smith, a veteran guy who can help him navigate his way through the NHL. I think that's one of the things as well. You have to navigate your way through the travel and the trips and, and, and the flights and the restaurants and everything that has to do outside of the rink when it comes to the NHL. So I think 
Smith has been there. He's a veteran. He's He's been through the wars and he knows what it's like. He's played in the West. And I think that's important too, is that he knows the travel being in Arizona for so long. He knows the travel being from Calgary. So he's going to help in that regard too. So I think there is potential there to have a pretty good mix between an older guy and kind of a newer guy. And if you can make the split, I don't know what it would be, 50-30 or something like that, maybe 45-35. I think that would work out for the Oilers if they can both, if they can get maximized the both out of both goaltenders. Are miles on a goaltender kind of the same as they are for skaters, though? I mean, you know, goalies, they're in my mind, they're kind of they're along the lines of quarterbacks in football, or mm-hmm. maybe even pitchers in baseball. I mean, it's not the same thing. They tend to have they can't have longer careers. I mean, with the Oilers, you know, in the past, I mean, Dwayne Rolison being a recent example, or maybe Nikolai Habibulin too, they're both older goaltenders, particularly Rolison. He played into his 40s, um, you know, and they can play at a high level still because they don't have the same kinds of wear and tear as a, as a skater would or a running back would in the NFL, let's say, or even the CFL. Because, yeah, he is 37 years old and he's been, been around the block. He's been around the game for a long time. But Miles, though, well, it's funny. A cash play well, it's funny time. you mentioned Dwayne Rolson. Dwayne Rolson didn't get to be a starting guy till later on in his career. And I remember when he told me he was about thirty-five. He says, "I feel the best I've ever felt at at this stage in my career." And I think you're you're right. I don't think the wear and tear is as much on a goaltender. I think goaltenders can play a little later. So you look at a, a thirty-seven-year-old skater; he probably be is pretty much washed up. But a thirty-seven-year-old goaltender can still. As long as he's used properly, I think, as long as the, the workload is not too much, um, he can still be very effective for you. He can still be a very effective goal. And I, and, I, and I do think Mike Smith had a pretty decent year last year. He didn't have a bad year. He wasn't the reason the Calgary Flames were eliminated. Uh, I think you, you hit it on the head. Some of the Flames' smaller forwards just didn't show up in the playoffs because if you're a perimeter player in the in the regular season, playoffs is a different animal, and you got to be go to those tougher areas. You got to fight through checks that you didn't have to fight through in the regular season. You got to fight through sticks. You got to fight through. It's it's a different brand of hockey in the playoffs. It's way more intense, and it's way harder, and it's way tougher. And I think maybe that took a toll on the Flames forward. So I don't think goaltending was the issue, but to me, if Mike Smith has to come in here and be a reliable one A or one B guy. I think he's going to be the one B guy. I think obviously Koskinen was one A, one B guy. But if need to be, if he gets on a roll, let's say he gets on a roll and he starts playing well, he he needs to put five, ten game streaks together. And I think the Oilers will be. I don't think the Oilers need outstanding goaltending. I think they need competent goaltending to be consistently I think, competent. Yeah, consistently competent. I think they need. Goaltenders to make the saves they're supposed to every now and then make the save you're not supposed to. I don't think the Oilers goaltenders need to go out there and steal a bunch of games because I think the Oilers have offense and I think their defense is, is getting better. I think their defense is, is young still, but I think they're getting better uh, progressively and I think they just need good, competent goaltending and I think these two will provide that. And I, and I, I Mike Smith comes cheap. It, it's, it's, it's not much of a gamble to bring him in for one year. He comes in cheap. If he does well, maybe they resign him for another year or two. So I think it, it's a pretty good gamble. Uh, the Flames obviously thought, well, no, we're, we have a, our other guy's going to be our guy. And then they brought in Cam Talbot to be a, kind of a backup there. It was kind of interesting how they swapped the the, the goaltenders in Battle of Alberta. But um, I think it's a good signing. And I think it's it's a it's a low-risk signing. If it doesn't work out, Mike Smith doesn't work out, you've only lost a million dollars. And I think... 
if you if you only need him for 30 games, I think he can provide that for you. And it's not to say that, I mean, down on the farm, I mean, the likes of uh, Shane Sterrett and uh, Stuart Skinner and Dylan Wells, you know, we don't know if those guys are ever going to be NHL goalies at this point. I mean, who knows? Maybe if there's an injury, maybe a Shane Sterrett does come up. I guess he would, or a Stuart Skinner, but likely Sterrett to get a shot. You just never know. That's, that's goaltending careers, you know, opportunities happen. But anyway, but Mike Smith, though, I mean, we're not really anticipating an injury. But I find it interesting, you know, you talk about the mentoring part. I mean, Koskinen was over in Russia for a good chunk of time, you know, after starting his pro career over here in North America, over to Russia for a few years. And then he's, what, he's 30 now, isn't he? Yeah. But like you said, he might be 30, but, you know, uh, even though he had been playing in the KHL, um, you know, the, the miles aren't there. But for Mike Smith, the miles weren't there up until he became a starter with, I think in Tampa, he played some starting minutes, but he didn't really become the workhorse until he got to Arizona. So for the last, you know, I'll say since Smith was in his late 20s, because, you know, I think he got to Arizona in about 2012, 2011, maybe. Yeah. So that's not even a decade ago. And he's 37. So, you know, but the mentoring part, I mean, you know, Koskin coming, he's finished, he's coming from uh, his second year in, the, in North America. And then we have the veteran like Mike Smith. It'll, I think it'll be interesting to know if there is a mentoring type role in general. I don't know. I think there would be. I think it's it's a good mix to have a younger guy and an older guy there. Because last year with him and Talbot, it was a real, they had a friendship, but it was a real competitive situation because Talbot came in as the number one guy and Koskinen wanted his job and Koskinen eventually took over his job. And I think when you have that combative mentality that you're competing against this other guy, you're competing against this other guy, it wears on you after a while. And I think in a sense where Mike Smith's not going to be the goal turner of the future for the Edmonton Oilers. He knows that. The Oilers know that. Ken Holland knows that. Tippett knows that. But he can be a bridge guy for the next two or three years if he does well. And he can help out. So he knows his role. He comes in here, knows his role. Yes, if need be, he could pick up the ball and run with it. But I, I do believe that the fact that he's older and he's been around and, and he still wants to be a number one guy, definitely. But I think it's a little different situation where if it's a different partnership with it's an older guy and a younger guy than it is when you have two guys about the same age fighting for a spot. Like you have the friendship there, but I think it's a different mentorship role. Like Miko Koskin wasn't going to go to Cam Talbot last year for advice, I don't think, because he was competing with him. But I think if he develops a good relationship with Mike Smith, he's going to go to Mike Smith for advice. And Mike Smith's going to give him advice based on all the years that he's played in the NHL. And I think that's a good thing for both goaltenders, for the organization, if it works out that way. If it works out that they have a good chemistry together and they have a good rapport and they've developed this partnership where they know that, you know, I don't think it's going to be split 50-50. I don't think it's going to be 41 games for one, 41 games for the other. I, I do think it's going to be more 50-30. And if they kind of accept that role and they develop a good partnership, I think the owners will have good goaltending next season. You know, there's three things I think about when I think about, you know, any relationship, any mentorship thing that might or might not go on behind the scenes. Um, you know, Mike Smith, and all apologies to Cam Talbot, because Cam Talbot did have a couple of really good years for the orders, particularly the playoff year, like most orders did that year. Um, but Mike Smith has had a long NHL career as a bona fide number one starting goalie. I don't think Cam Talbot 
had this, he didn't have the same track record as Smith to this point. I mean, you know, obviously Talbot has, his stock has fallen off to the point where he was supplanted as a starter by Koskinen last year. Going into Calgary, I don't think it's quite the same situation with David Riddich down there. I think he's the backup to David Riddich. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So you've got a guy with Mike Smith. He's got the stature. Uh, he's a starting goalie. And yeah, Mike Michael Koskinen is younger, hasn't played in the league as long. But I don't know, just considering the competitive nature of Mike Smith, would he really be mentor material? I don't know. I guess you haven't met him yet or talked to him yeah, as a, an oiler. That's a good question. I haven't talked to him as an oiler. And, you know, you're right. I, you know, I'm assuming that, yeah, he's going to come in and mentor guy, but maybe that's just not in his DNA. Maybe it's not. But I think you'd have to look at his history and whether he had a, a guy that he could lean on and turn to and, and you know. Well, who was his partner in Dallas and Tampa? I'm trying to remember. That's well, going he, back a I few years. I can't remember if him as Burke Oliver were there at the same time. Yeah, Bruce Golov was in Phoenix. Right. And Mike Smith was there. But well, Mike Smith was, I think he was pretty much, he played most of the games. I don't think he went into Phoenix as a. No, he was a starter in Phoenix. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe that's not his name. But I, I you know, I, I am pretty sure. This is another thing, too, with Kenny Holland is taking the reins. In Detroit, I remember once Kenny Holland said he didn't like spending too much money on goaltending. He would rather spend it on defensemen. And that was Kenny Holland's philosophy. And you look at where the Oilers are in their goaltending, and they haven't spent much money on their goaltending. What is it, three, four and a half million dollars between the two of them? Something like that, I believe. So Koskinen's making four and a half, and then Smith's got a, is it a million or two million a year? Yeah, something like that. So bonuses. so, So it goes to the same philosophy Kenny Holland always had. He, he always said, I don't want to spend too much money on my goaltender where I'd rather spend it on defense where the goaltender doesn't have to go and steal your games every night. So this falls into that that philosophy. And I think the relationship with Dave Tippett is going to be big as well. I think Dave Tippett knows what buttons to push with Mike Smith. And, and you know, that's important to me, I think. And obviously Mike Smith's going to trust Dave Tippett because he played with him for, for so many years. And he, and he played his best hockey when he was playing with Dave Tippett. So I think that's big as well, that relationship with the coach and, and goaltender when, when he comes into a new new situation. I was just saying that, you know, back when uh, Smith started out you know, as his very first NHL team, and he would have been in his early early to mid-20s. I mean, Turco was the starting goalie in Dallas. And, um, you know, by the time he gets to Tampa Bay, I think, you know, there was an opportunity there for him. I don't think the Tampa team back then was as strong as it had been when they won the cup a few years before that, because that's 2010. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, that's just trivia at this point. It's not really <laughs> insight or anything like that. You know, trying to figure out Mike Smith. I, I didn't remember reading anything in any of the stories that addressed the, idea, the relationship between the two. But at the same time, you mentioned Ken Holland. I'm sure he's done his homework about and talked to the players about how they see the relationship and Dave Tippett as well. Yeah. What the relationship's going to be and what the situation's going to be. Tippett says he's thinking 50-50 split. I don't know. I just get caught up on the competitive part. Yeah. Yeah. They all, every goaltender wants to play every game. I, I, I give you that. In the NHL, if you don't want to play every game, you shouldn't be in the NHL. 
think a goalie told me that once. I can't remember who it was. It says, if you're not here to play every game, then you're in the wrong league. And I'm, I may, maybe I'm, I'm not thinking of Mika Koskinen enough. I'm sure he's just as competitive. Yeah. He wants to be the starter too. Like yeah. you're right. Everybody wants to play yeah. as much as possible, including me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not in the NHL. Exactly. So I think it'll be, it'll be an interesting dynamic, but I do think the fact that Dave Tippett is here really is going to help out Mike Smith a lot. Like what you heard today? Get more of the Edmonton Journals and the Edmonton Suns award-winning journalism complimentary for 30 days at edmontonjournal.com slash podcast or edmontonsun.com slash podcast or both. Why not? That's the Oil Spills podcast for today. You can subscribe to Oil Spills via Apple's podcast app or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you may access your podcasts. 